0: Oh, well, good morning everyone. It's, it's, uh, well, it's rather strange to be talking to you, in, not in person and not able to see all your uh, wonderful welcoming faces. Um, but I, as I said, I'm trusting in David. I thank him so much for being able to, so clever to connect with us all. And today we're, we're celebrating Palm Sunday as a family together in all of our homes. Um, but I know that we will be in hearts and minds together. And I just hope that I have something for all ages to just encourage you and to challenge you to. So would you follow in your Bibles? Uh, We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 to 11. I'm going to be reading in the NIV version as well. Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, say to daughter Zion, see your King comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? One of the main images that we have of of Palm Sunday is Jesus riding on a donkey. Now, if you've got your Play-Doh or your Lego or your Duplo ready nearby, um, I wonder if you could try and see if you can make a donkey as you're listening and perhaps later uh, you can post them on on the comments underneath so that we could all admire your donkeys that you've made. I wonder why Jesus chose a donkey and not a magnificent horse. After all it seemed quite a big moment, a victory ride into the city fulfilling a prophecy made many hundreds of years before. A donkey, well it does seem rather ordinary, don't you think? But then Jesus is always using the ordinary. He told stories about ordinary everyday things. He had ordinary friends and he even used ordinary things like mud and spit to do extraordinary things like healing a blind man. So why can't Jesus choose a donkey? And why can't Jesus choose ordinary me and ordinary you too? In Revelations 3.20, it says that Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. And if you hear his voice and open the door, he will come in and be a friend to you. And, and you'll have a meal together as friends. That verse is saying that Jesus wants us to be part of our everyday lives. Even now when we're all stuck at home in isolation or or if you're those people who are the key workers that are out at the moment helping and caring for others, he wants to be with us. And so today I wanted to look at us as the ordinary people that Jesus chooses to do extra ordinary things as we carry him wherever we go. There's not so much difference between Jesus choosing the donkey to ride so many years ago and Jesus choosing us to carry him into our communities too. Now, there's a great story that I found that is really lovely for children, but we can actually uh, learn things as adults from it too. So I'd like us to all gather as a family and young and old and we're going to listen to this story and it tells the story of palm sunday from the donkey's perspective and i thought it might help us to see that we are very similar to that little donkey let's have a listen
1: the donkey that no one could ride there once was a donkey young weak and small So weak he could carry nothing at all. Even when children sat on his hide, he wobble and tumble and fall on his side. No matter how much he tried or he cried, this was a donkey that no one could ride. He couldn't haul stones. He couldn't dig ditches or carry rich men with their big bags of riches. He couldn't pull carts with huge bales of hay. Just lifting a feather would make his legs sway. No, this donkey was useless, no good at all. Too puny, too shaky, too scrawny, too small. Now the donkey's owner was quite mean and tough. He said to the donkey, I've had quite enough. He pointed his finger and said with a huff, you can't lift a person no matter how light, so take all your things and get out of my sight. Go away from here, donkey, go away and just hide. What use is a donkey that no one can ride? So the donkey was led to the far edge of town, pulled by his neck with his head hanging down. He was tied to a post on a small dusty road and left all alone while his tears overflowed. Left all alone and wondering why, he was born to be weak and born to be shy, born to be frightened and born to cry. Just then, two men appeared alongside, the post in the village where the donkey was tied. They came without warning on that fateful day. They came and untied him and took him away. The donkey was frightened. He said to the men, where are we going? And then said again, where are we going? And what about me? Please leave me alone and just let me be. Keep quiet, the men said. We mean you no harm. Just follow us quickly no cause for alarm. They walked on for miles and miles until they got to a town at the foot of a hill. At the foot of the hill stood a man tall and thin, wearing a cloak and a beard on his chin. He had eyes that seemed sad and longish dark hair, and a voice soft and gentle that floated on air. He said to the donkey, it's time that you knew about the great thing that you're destined to do. You'll carry me into the city, we too. Into the city, I'll ride atop you. What's that you say? Cried the donkey with dread. There's simply no way. You've been misled. I'm just a small weakling. You must go ahead and look for another to take you instead. You see, I'm just hopeless. Ever since I was born, I've been subject to insults and teasing and scorn. My back's somewhat crooked. My legs aren't strong. I'm just a big failure who does everything wrong. Won't you believe me? The sad donkey cried. Just leave me alone and cast me aside. I'm just a poor donkey that no one can ride. The man looked at him with a face that was wise, with a warm, tender smile and love in his eyes. And then in a calm and mysterious way, He opened his mouth and started to say, My help is enough. It's all that you need. It's all you require in life to succeed. The weaker you are, the more strength I give. I'll be there to help you as long as you live. I know you feel tired and frightened and broken, but do you believe these words that I've spoken? Do you believe, I ask you again, Do you have faith? I can heal you, my friend. For some reason, the donkey was sure that he knew. The words the man spoke were honest and true. They were said with such kindness and caring and love. It seemed that they came from heaven above. The donkey burst out. I believe that it's true. I believe, he repeated. I believe. Yes, I do. The man stretched his hand out and closed both his eyes. And then, to the little donkey's surprise, he felt the sensation he couldn't control from the top of his head right down to his soul. All of a sudden, he realized that now his body was stretching and changing somehow. Most amazing of all, at that very hour, the donkey began to sense he had power. He didn't feel small or weak any longer, instead he felt stronger and stronger and stronger. He could feel in his body the energy flowing. He could see with his eyes that his muscles were growing. His back felt like iron. His legs felt like steel. His chest felt so strong it just couldn't be real. It's a miracle, a miracle, the donkey cried out. A miracle, a miracle beyond any doubt. In order to show all the thanks that he felt, The donkey bowed his head down and knelt in front of the man who had made him so strong with a beard on his chin and hair that was long. The man looked upon him with sorrowful eyes and sat on his back and told him to rise. We're bound for that city that's west of the hill. I have a great mission I need to fulfill. The donkey got up. His tears had all dried. With big bulging muscles he started to stride. No longer a donkey that no one could ride. Now he had courage and power and pride. He started to stride. He started to run. He couldn't believe he was having such fun. With a clippity-clop and a clippity-clop, he kept right on going with no need to stop. But as they drew near to the gate of the town, the donkey could hear a very strange sound. The curious noise made him perk up his ears. What could it be? It sounded like cheers. Soon crowds of people came into sight, shouting and waving their arms with delight. They were cheering the man and giving him praise, yelling hosannas and crying hoorays. It was amazing to see the love they expressed. They called him a prophet and said he was blessed. In front of the donkey, they threw with their arms flowers and garments and branches and palms. They laid all these down and started to sing, calling the man a savior and king. The donkey was happy, gone were his tears. Never had people sung in his ears. Never was there a moment so sweet as carrying a king with palms at his feet. And all his life after, the donkey rejoiced that the king had made such a wonderful choice. To help with the greatest mission of all, the king used a donkey, young, weak, and small. So every year at Easter time, renew your hopes again. Remember how a little faith can give you strength. And then gather all your friends around and tell the tale of when a tiny donkey carried God into Jerusalem.
0: That's a great, sweet story, isn't it? But I, I wonder if we are a bit like that donkey. When I am reading the Bible, I sometimes find it really help, helpful if I replace the, the his or the hers or the I's with my name. And it really helps me to think that God is talking directly to me. So if we were to do that with this little verse in the story, it would go something like this. And all her life, Tara rejoiced that the king had made such a wonderful choice to help with the greatest mission of all. The king used Tara, young, weak, and small. Would you be able to put your name onto that little verse? Do you believe that you can carry Jesus wherever you go? Do you believe that Jesus has chosen you for this great mission? So I was thinking about that, and I thought, let's think of four thoughts that we could use to help us to have the confidence in being chosen by Jesus to carry him into the community. So the four thoughts I had was the first is that the way that we look at ourselves. The second is that the way that we look at Jesus the third is the way that Jesus empowers us, and the fourth is the way that we carry Jesus. So let's look at the first one, the way that we look at ourselves. Now in the story, we use some. the donkey used some interesting words to describe himself. He used weak, hopeless, big failure, I do everything wrong. These are not very positive words, are they? Would these words make you feel special enough to carry Jesus? So how do you see yourself? Do you believe everything you think about yourself? If you're anything like me, you'll probably believe a lot of negative lies about yourself. Why me? I'm weak, hopeless, a failure. I do loads of things wrong. But God says something different to us. Many times in the Bible, God says he loves us freely and abundantly. He made us fearfully and wonderfully. We are his children. He sent Jesus to the world to rescue us. We are so valuable that God sent his son Jesus to die for us. On the first Palm Sunday, we see the people are excited and expectant. That Jesus is their rescuer. He's coming to free them. And often this freedom that Jesus brings, well, it starts with us recognising that Jesus sees us very differently to the way that we see ourselves. The freedom comes when we see ourselves like Jesus does. That we are chosen and we are loved children of God. So you may have printed out some creative prayer sheets, like that one, (laughs) Um, and so you may have those with your family, or you may just want to use a piece of paper, or you may even want to use uh, the comment sheets below if you want to later, Uh, not particularly for this bit, but you may want to just start to think, what are the things that you like about yourself? What are the things that you don't like about yourself? you also may like to want to spend a bit of time later in God's presence, just listening to Him to hear what He has to say about you. Let's go on to the second thought, the way that we look at Jesus. Jesus sent His Spirit, His presence to be with us always. It's us who have to do the looking up and to see that he is with us. Knowing that he wants to fill us with his wisdom, peace, love and joy. The Bible says that in his presence we find fullness of joy. Jesus is near and he is all that is kind, he is all that is good, he is gentle and he is loving. And the crowds on Palm Sunday, they, they knew Jesus. They had either heard about him or they had seen him in person. He had said amazing things, and he had done miraculous, marvellous things. He's, he was a healer. He's a miracle worker. And the crowd they gathered to welcome Jesus with joy in their hearts. Here here he comes, here he comes, the one who is going to save. Hosanna, save us, Jesus, they shouted and they cheered. Well, They they looked around and they picked up whatever they could find. They they picked up palm branches and coats and arms waving and feet. Jump to see him coming. Look up, here he comes, here he comes. He's our savior. He's our king. Well, those of you who know me, well, you know that I can't resist a bit of a dance, a bit of jumping, a bit of flag flying, arms waving. Well, to praise Jesus. He is our one that we want to worship. Our worship, our praise, is the way that we acknowledge Jesus. He is king. He is Lord, majesty, saviour. When we look up to see Jesus, we change our perspective. We see the one who saves, the one who brings life. When we look at ourselves and we dwell on the negative things, we think about ourselves. Our our perspective is, is limited and it's narrow. The crowd on Palm Sunday showed us a great lesson. We need to worship and praise. We need to lift our eyes and to look with thanks and praise to Jesus. He he is the one who saves. And this is true and relevant for that very first Palm Sunday. And it is true and it is relevant today for this Palm Sunday. And you know, later when Jack leaves us in worship, you you may want to uh, spend some time just looking up. This is the perfect time to grab a scarf or a branch, go outside, a little branch maybe, and, and wave them in the air, praising and giving thanks to Jesus. Or you may just want to be still and, and write, write on the palm leaves that are on that sheet that I gave you, or, or just on a piece of paper, or on the comments sheet below. Just giving Jesus the praise, describing him in words that will just, they might not be perfect, but they are our words of praise to God, to Jesus. Bring Jesus into the center of your worship today. The third thought is the way that Jesus empowers us. So in this story, we heard that the donkey, he he looks up, and he sees Jesus, and then he hears the words that of Jesus. And not only does he hear, but he he believes. And in Luke eleven twenty eight, it says that we are blessed when we hear the word of God and we put it into practice, or that we obey it. And in Hebrews four twelve, it says that the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. It cuts between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. God's word reveals the negative talk in our our lives. It reveals the lies in our heads. And he brings about change and transformation. Hebrews also says that Jesus sustains all by his powerful word. His word empowers us. Jesus' words empower us. His words change us. His words change our thinking, our perspective, which in turn change what we say and what we do. Not only do we have his word, but we have his spirit in us, his presence. Jesus is with us not only through his word, but his presence, his spirit is within us. He guides us and he leads us, he helps us and he gives us the power to heal and restore. Do you you read the Bible? Do you believe in God's word? Do you accept God's presence, his presence, his spirit in our lives? Then you are strong enough to carry Jesus. I wonder if you're listening to any of the church's meditations in the morning or perhaps other meditations or a, a favorite book and you're reading God's word from that book and you're finding that it's it's really helping you. That is because God's word is empowering you. God's word is speaking into your life. The fourth, fourth thought I want to say is that the way that we carry Jesus. So if we know we are wonderfully made, that we are loved and we are valued, that we're not on our own, that we have a saviour and a king who walks beside us through all things, if we know that Jesus sustains us through his word and through his spirit, that he empowers us, that he has chosen us to carry him into our families, and into the wider community. Then then how do we carry Jesus into this every situation that we're in, particularly in these difficult and uncertain times? Well, we can carry Jesus into our daily thoughts. Talk to him all the time. Let him know all your worries and be thankful for every gift. In Philippians 4, 8, it says that Paul reminds us to fill our minds and our things uh, with things that will inspire worship of Jesus and service of others. Filling our minds with things that inspire worship of Jesus and service of others. We can carry Jesus into our discussions. Our words should be flavoured, with the presence of Jesus, especially at the moment in our lives now. All the uncertainties that we have, let Jesus be the hope that we speak about and the hope that we pray into every situation that we hear or that we find ourselves in. The donkey carried Jesus into the shouting, praising crowds, and we can do the same. We can give. Jesus, the praise, thanking him for his guidance, his strength, and his faithfulness. We can carry Jesus into all our actions. Let Jesus' love be the example that we follow. In Ephesians 5.8, it says that Jesus didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love, love like that. Jesus didn't love in order to get something from us but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Even in this difficult time of us being isolated we are carriers of Jesus right where we are. When you phone, when you text each other to encourage and uplift, when you, when you go and collect somebody's prescription for them that can't get out the house or, or they're shopping, you can be speaking and doing the things that Jesus wants us to do because you are carriers of his love into your community. So, how are you going to carry Jesus in your thoughts, your words, and your actions today and in the weeks ahead? You may want to write those thoughts down on your Creator sheet. And then you may want to use that to pray later, maybe as a family together, just talk about what you've written down and and pray into those thoughts. And I've also written uh, for, the, for the rest of this week as Holy Week. I've written a, a guideline to do an Easter an Easter prayer tree. and you may like to to join with your family and do that over this this Easter period of this Easter week um, to, to work together through that. And you can find that um, in our website too if you haven't got that. But let's just all just pray together wherever we are, just just be still and quiet. Um, as we come before the Father. oh dear Jesus, thank you that you choose an ordinary donkey. You just chose an ordinary donkey to carry you into the city of Jerusalem. And, and thank you that you chose each one of us to carry you into every situation and place that we may find ourselves in. Your your purpose as you travelled into Jerusalem was to save us and restore us back to our everlasting Father. May you empower us as we too carry you to bring your saving love and hope to the people around us. Amen.